welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for giving us a download and giving us a listen this week. On the mics, we got the Z-Man. What's up, Z? Ever since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have seen them all. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. That deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a beeping ball. Nice. Yeah, that's my favorite one yet. Hey, easily. And on the other mic, we have the illustrious Corey G. How are you, sir? What's up, buddy? Just working some beer. How are you? I am I am spectacular. What's up, everybody? You are remarkably cheerful tonight. I am. What's up, everybody? I'm Spear. This week, something must be done about Angry Birds. Angry Birds, the mobile game sensation that has taken over the world. If you have a smartphone, more than likely, you have Angry Birds installed on your phone. And the way I know this is that Angry Birds, by the publisher Rovio, has been downloaded over 100 million times. It's it's an obsession. People play this all the time. I, I was at a movie the other night. And I, I was a little bit early. We were all sitting there waiting for, you know, waiting for like the previews or what have you to start. And as I looked down at the 20 or so people in front of me, at least half of them had their iPhones out, and they were all playing Angry Birds. They weren't even talking to each other. They were just sitting there playing Angry Birds. It, it's like there's there's people sitting right next to you, three dimensional three dimensional whole people sitting right next to you, and you're sitting there playing this fucking birds game. Did you say three-dimensional? I, I did. I corrected it. I think you corrected it to the same thing. It just sounds a little weird. Three-dimensional. Three three-dimensional. Like 3D and sensual combined into one. Could be hot. I don't know. But th- you're still not talking to them. <laughs> you're, still, you're sitting there playing fucking Angry Birds. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little hypocritical throughout the course of this show because I have played this game ad infinitum. I'm not as obsessed with it as other people because it has that whole you have to get the three stars thing. Of course. That's the OCD part, yeah. Yeah, yep, so, I mean, exactly. people, that's that's where you get obsessed with it, where you have to play the game. Like, I'll play it just to clear the board. If I clear the board, I'm usually okay with it. That's um, what I did the first time. You Have have you beaten the game yet? Yeah. You can beat it? Well, you, you, you finish all every the levels. Level, yeah. You finish all the levels. But you know what they do? Rovio, they're like, they're like drug dealers. Right, they they keep handing out little more and more. I don't know what do you call them. Samples. Well, they're, they're not just samples; they're whole new sections of the game. I saw Angry Birds T-shirts at the mall. Angry Birds T-shirts, Angry Birds oh, the plush dolls. Yeah, Angry Birds plush dolls. The, the it's gone so far now as to have um, what's his face, Conan O'Brien, had a skit where he had live action Angry Birds on his stage. So How does he, that work? He built this giant slingshot. And Did he shoot up, real birds? Well, no. I guess he shot the, uh, I guess he built, like, balloons. And he was shooting, we'll post it on Facebook. He was shooting giant balls painted like angry birds at structures made of cardboard and boxes or what have you. The last one he did was the angry bird, the, the pigs were protecting Kim Kardashian's latest single. And he says, I must destroy Kim Kardashian's single and I'm going to use the Angry Birds to do it. That I can get behind. So what about um what about other obsessions you have on like your either your iPhone or 
I know there's a I know there's a, a plethora of Facebook games that I avoid. Uh, I'm a, I play Farmville. I'm sorry, I stopped it. Whoa, come on. I, I couldn't. I can't believe I I just admitted that publicly. But I played Farmville. I played Cafe World. I, I don't do either now, but I do still play Ravenwood's Ravenwood's Fair. What's Ravenwood Fair? That's another stupid game. Um, CSI is actually pretty cool now. That's another one I'm playing right now. And, and and do you get what do you get for playing these games? I get higher level ranking than everybody else. It's a replacement right. for actual advancement in your life. So you don't hang out with the three dimensional people. Well, no, it's you're not projecting, but you're compensating for the fact that let's say you hate your job or you don't have any career advancement, so you level up in these games to to compensate. So this it, it, it's to make you feel better about your your miserable life. Yeah, that's why that's why we have Jersey Shore though. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Good one. Thank you. So so what then? I mean, I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get what I'm trying to get at is why people end up getting obsessed with with silly games. I mean, it's it's I just I just it's just like slot machines in Vegas, right? There's nothing negative about them. The sounds they make, the colors, the pictures—it's all pleasing. It's all designed to reward you and to to sucker you into continuing to put money in the machine. Right, but but at the you know there are odds when you're when you're playing the slot machine that you can actually win something. No, well, no. yeah, but they're just highly, highly unlikely to happen. So let me use this as a segue. I was just watching the TED talks as I watch a lot. For those of you who don't know, TED is the Technology Education Design conferences they have them in California and all around the world every year, and they invite a bunch of really smart people to talk about stuff and do it in an interdisciplinary manner so that other people can see what. You know, somebody in biology is doing, and someone in arts doing, and someone in music's doing, and maybe sometimes they get ideas from from seeing these things and you know trying to figure out how to make that work in in their discipline. So there was this one dude. His name's uh, Seth Pre- Preboch. I'm gonna go with. Uh, he's a Boston native. Uh, started a company or run is is the head developer for a company called Scavenger. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's S C V N G R. It's one of those. Web 2.0 names that don't have vowels. Hmm. Um, it's I don't even know what it is. It's some kind of like mobile scavenger hunt game that you do stuff in real world in the real world, but use your phone to f- figure shit out. So I, I just downloaded. I'll check it out later. But he gave a TED talk and he was talking about his six principles for designing super addictive games. And off the top of my head, because I can't find a transcript for it, the number one thing was. Um, making sure that it has a time element so you have to do this in a certain amount of time or you have to do this and you're not going to be ready until this time and that's what Farmville does so Farmville you, you're planting crops you got to come back in an hour and, and, and then harvest them um, the CSI game I play you know you have to wait till the um, evidence is, is done being processed and then you have to go pick it up at the thing and then you can start searching for more you can only do a certain amount of time uh, moves in a certain amount of time which is what the what the fuck that game called um, what's the one where you're the Mafia? Mafia Wars. Mafia Wars is like this, the other super crazy, addictive, popular Facebook game. And then they're talking about stuff that's like dangling that golden carrot. So, you, you know, if I do 16 more of these things, then I'll level up to the next thing. And then I want to get my this thing leveled up, and I'll get this thing leveled up. So it keeps making people come back and come back. And then there's the next one of, uh, of, of doing it in a community environment. So that's what a lot of the Facebook games are, is if you have 15 friends, you can do this. If you have... 
30 friends, then you can do this. If you've got 50 friends, you can do this. So that gets it so that they keep sharing all that shit, which is why Facebook posts all that crap, because they want more of their friends playing it so that they can get more people watching it so they can sell more ad space and blah, blah, blah. Um, and the other three ones, I can't remember off the top of my head what they are, but uh, it's an awesome TED Talk. It's probably about 20 minutes. If you ever have a chance to check it out, I would highly recommend it. All right. Well, we'll have to dig that up and, and post it on the Facebook page too. Sure. So I have I have a list of of the different types of video games that are available, and there's there's a there's an increasing order of addiction. I don't know if I if I necessarily agree with th- this order of it, because I I mean so I'll I'll read them through, and I, I think I have some additions to this. But the first one is educational. This is educational games are obviously the least addictive. Nobody wants to learn something when they're playing a game. The next is party games. Like a, like a, I don't know, like a spin Mario the bottle. Party. Well, right. No, like Wii Sports and those yeah, kind like of Wii games. Sports, Mario Party, uh. something along those lines. There's physical, right? So now with the Wii and with the PlayStation Move, Connect. And the Connect, right? There are games that you can kind of get up and play, right? Video gamers, by and large, don't want to get up and do anything. So I can understand this being towards the bottom of the um, addictive scale. Here's where I think it starts to come off the rails a little bit: puzzle games. Puzzle games, you know, are, are typically abstract games of logic, right? Pu- you know, where you're just trying to move pieces around in order to solve a problem, like like Tetris or Bejeweled. Now, Tetris and Bejeweled, for me, are probably two of the most addictive games out there. Yep. Oh, Snood. Did you guys remember when Snood, Snood came out? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah. That game fucking took off a lot of time off my life. Yeah. And what, what were you saying earlier, um, Zeth, about your Tetris marathon? I had an eight-hour Tetris marathon once. Eight hours. It was How the do one you that, do it, that? It, it never got faster. It was. Um, it's. Uh, it was. It was one of those old-school versions that I was playing on my PC, like back in ninety, like ninety, eighty-eight. I don't know. Some sometime long ago when Tetris first came out, that this version that just never got really got faster once it got past a certain level. I placed something like a hundred thousand bricks or something. I don't remember what it was. It was something ridiculous, and I ended up stopping. I couldn't move my arm. Um, I had to pee so bad. And my eyes were just blurred. I just I couldn't see anything. <laughs> it was horribly awesome. That sounds fantastic. So, the, so the next few, the next few now, I think, are where you really start to like lose touch with reality, and you you end up falling into a pit. So, third part, third person action examples are, are Splinter Cell, Tomb Raider, and Assassin's Creed. I believe falls into this category. The longest, the longest video game marathon for playing an action adventure game, was 109 hours exactly for playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. 109 straight hours of a video game. Can you, I, I mean how many how many days is that? That's a lot. I, I mean, <laughs> that's 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 beyond outrageous. That's that's nearly a week straight <laughs> playing a fucking video game. That's, that's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Goddamn ridiculous. Right after that comes real-time strategy like StarCraft and Command and & Conquer. There's a couple of uh <laughs> there's a couple of really really disturbing stories in Korea in 2005. A guy played StarCraft almost continuously. Now, in, they have these internet cafes where you can sit and you can play it for as long as you want. This guy played Starcraft almost continuously for 50 hours. He went into cardiac arrest and died at a local hospital. 
Also, about six weeks before his death, his girlfriend broke up with him, and he had been fired from his job for repeated tardiness, probably because he was playing fucking StarCraft all the goddamn time. Probably. And then, and then I think you get, after real-time strategy games, you get into the, the two biggest offenders. You get into first-person shooters, like your, Halo, your Halos and your Call, your Call of Duties. Quake. Quake, Doom, you know, if you want to go back old school a little bit, right? You can, you can, play, you can play these games for hours, and especially if you're playing them online. Like, I, I refuse to get an Xbox 360. I absolutely refuse, because I call it the Widowmaker. If I ever got myself one of the, uh, if I ever got myself a Halo, uh, an Xbox, I would end up spending way too much time playing fucking Call of Duty, or Gears of War, or Halo, or what have you, and I'd probably be playing with you, Corey. Yeah, I would smoke your ass. Yeah, and, well, it's not, you see, here's the other thing about this that, that makes me insane, because it's not just, it's not just, you know, my buddies who would kick my ass, it's the fucking 12-year-old. Oh, I hate those sons of bitches. Right? I refuse to play any online games. I don't, I don't ever play an online game for that reason. Yeah, I, I got a game, I got a game for, I have a Nintendo Wii, I got a game called Conduit, the first-person shooter. Yep. And I thought, you know, I, I'll just play through the, the mission mode first, right? The story mode first, I'll get, I'll get to know how to play the game a little bit, and then I'll get online, and then I'll be badass, right? Because I would have played through the fucking the fucking missions, and I'll be badass because I finished the game, right? Wrong. I fucking get online, and I get smoked, because these, these, these kids who end up playing these games play them so long, and, and know every little nook and cranny of the map where all the fucking weapons are. They even know... I, I heard a story from, from a guy that I work with, whose son is a moderator, I guess, on a Halo server or something along those lines, knows how, when he kills somebody, knows, knows the key combination to jump on someone's head and teabag them. <laughs> it's just one button. It's so easy. <laughs> so, but yeah, what's, what's worse is you get getting teabagged by a prepubescent little <laughs> fuckface. Because he knows what teabagging has dropped is. And he's teabagging you hey. with his little un, undescended testicles. <laughs> Like serious, I swear to God, if I knew where you lived, kid, I'd tell you about you in real life. Yep, my <sighs> sweaty nutsack. So the last thing on this list is the massively multiplayer online role-playing games, the MMORPG. Um, this is the 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 World of Warcraft or the the infamous EverQuest. EverQuest is actually responsible for the founding of Online Gamers Anonymous. People people have referred to EverQuest as Never Rest, Evercrack. There is a user group called Everqu- EverQuest Widows on Yahoo Groups. It is it is insane that you have this kind of thing. I used to play World of Warcraft from about 10 p.m. until 6 or 7 a.m. Friday nights. Why? Just because lose track of time. How do you lose track of time? I, I, Dude, it's very trust easy. Trust me, it's so easy. How, explain it to me. How, how do you lose track of time? Just one more level. I, I just, I, I, it's, I, just, it's, I don't it's that good it. of a game, Chris. Trust I, I just, me. I don't understand it. I mean, I, I've played, I've played good games, and I, and I, I've been, I've, I have fallen victim to the just one more level thing. But af, after a while, don't you just get so tired you can't see the goddamn screen anymore? This is what I'm saying. It ha- it has to be stopped. My my wife has it. This is where the three dimensional thing comes from. My my wife, whenever I get into a a gaming session, 
and I'm ignoring her and I'm ignoring my son. She turns around and she says, why don't you come upstairs with the three-dimensional people? And I'm like, okay, fine. See, she doesn't get it. So I had that issue too. It's just let us have our time. Let us escape to our real- or escape from reality and go to our little fantasy world and do it. Like I could never get – I was always waiting for days when like she'd go away or – go find something else to do or just had to study or go to the library just because that was my time and then I could go play my fucking video games and, and do my thing and shoot things and blow things up and have fun. But isn't there that whole like responsibility you have to your to your, your spouse or your partner or your girlfriend or what have you? Um, it's especially worse when you have children, right? I've given up on playing video games by and large unless I'm playing in like short snippets um, because my three-year-old just demands so much of my attention. Right, which is why you shouldn't have kids. Makes it easier. Right. Yeah. So, I, so Corey, how do you get away with it? I don't. I only get to play maybe one night a week, if that. The other game needs, I get out when I poop, either at home or at work. So that's probably why everyone's playing at work, because they're not allowed to play at home. That explains yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. You just hit it. I just got in trouble the other day for playing in the car when my wife was in the grocery store. Why? Why? Well, because she didn't know where I parked. <laughs> and you playing a video game made it so that she didn't know where you parked? Well, I was supposed to, you know, keep an eye out and then pull out and when she came out of the store. But instead, I was playing on my phone. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's probably why you have a couple kids, too. You forgot to pull out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> So there you go, folks. Spend some time with the three-dimensional people. Spend some time. Look around you. Pick your face up from your smartphone and look around you. There is a wide world, a wide, beautiful world out there that you can start to experience instead of worrying about fucking pigs who stole eggs. And when your crops are going to be ready. Yeah, exactly. Or, Or when you need to level the fuck up. Fucking get over it. Fucking get over it and get out there. And while you're at it, you can go ahead and check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash 4Listeners or 4Listeners.com. And while you're out walking around the world... And flying, maybe... Go fly a kite. Yeah, maybe while you're out there flying a kite, you know, maybe you got some headphones on and you're listening to the show. You can get more of our shows on the iTunes search for four listeners and we'll pop up and go ahead and set your subscriptions tell your friends tell your family tell your neighbors tell the rest of the three-dimensional people to go ahead and like us thanks for checking us out this week and we'll hope that you check us out again next week thanks a bunch everybody show plays a meme